Welcome to the AudioCast at samluce.com. Uh, I'm here. This is my second episode, and uh, this episode I'm going to be talking about this topic. What do you think when you think about God? What comes to your mind when you think about God? And the reason why I wanted to do this particular blog post is because uh, I had this concern in kids' ministry and youth ministry that we we don't talk about discipleship enough. We don't talk about how do we help our kids to become more like Christ. There's a lot of conversations about volunteers, which is important. There's a lot of vol- there's a lot of conversations about uh, how to how to make uh, you know our kids' ministry and youth ministry environments more engaging. Again, totally important. But I think what, uh, at least for me, what I'd missed for so many years was I was trying to make church exciting and church fun so more kids would love the church, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I've come to realize is that if kids love God, they're going to love the church as a result. So here's what I wrote. That's the reason why I wrote it. Here's what I wrote. Here's a quote by A.W. Tozer. It says this, what comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What we, what we think about God reveals a lot about what we believe about God and what he is and what he is not. C.S. Lewis had a different take. He said what God thinks about us is the most important thing. He said this. He said, I read in a periodical the other day that the fundamental thing is how we think about God. By God himself, it is not, Lewis said. How God thinks about us is not only more important, it, but infinitely more important. Indeed, how we think about him is of no importance except for it is related to how he thinks about us. In this uh, sort of debate that they had between each other, they didn't even realize they were having, uh, I side with Tozer. Because, and this is the reason why. Uh, because uh, how we have formed God in our minds reveals how he's revealed himself to us. So how God thinks about us is reflected in how we think about him. And I think how we think about him is a lot more accessible and a lot more evident to ourselves and those around us. So when we say, what do I think of when I think about God? What we're actually saying is, this is how I think God thinks about me. So I think that's why, um, and I understand what C.S. Lewis is saying, but I think for what Tozer's saying is much more accessible. And I think they're sort of saying the same thing, honestly. Uh, we see God. We see God if he opens our eyes to him. And in all honesty, this is, this is a false choice. They're both important. They're both important. They tell us different things about, our, about ourselves. What God thinks about us reveals the ground of our salvation. What he thinks about us, that reveals the ground. What we think about God reveals the fruit of our salvation. This shows the result of us being saved. It makes us, that's how we know. It's a diagnostic tool for us to know who God is and what he's like and how he's revealed himself to us by what we think when we think about him. A few nights ago, I was putting my youngest daughter to bed and she asked me if uh, closing her eyes and thinking about God was bad. She said this because we discourage the, the spiritual practices of yoga with our kids. And in their school, uh, the last several years, they've, they've implemented the whole, this whole mindfulness thing where they sit and they, in their desks and they, and they think to themselves. And my wife and I have both had many conversations with them about this uh, because they want to do the right thing. They have this desire and they, they know that that there's something about it they know that isn't isn't good and and what we explain to them what isn't good is to say that when you sit and you think about yourself when you sit and think about clear your mind of everything and you think i am good i can be strong i can be bold like when you think about that what you're doing is you're meditating on yourself and scripture never tells us to do that scripture always tells us to meditate on god's word to meditate on who god is and how he has revealed himself to us through scripture so 
It's important to meditate, but what you meditate on makes all the difference. I told her closing your eyes and thinking about God, God and his word were not bad at all. In fact, it's something we should do. She responded by saying, okay, good. So I asked her, I said, baby, what do you think about when you think about God? I was nearly moved to tears. Her reply was both convicting and, and, and extremely moving. Last night we were talking. Oh yeah. We were talking about how. Remember how you said that sometimes you like close your eyes and you think about God. Oh yeah. What do you, remember? What did you say when I asked you? I said, "What do you think when you think about God?" Um, I said like. I forgot. You don't remember? You said. What do you What do you think about when you think about God, Sabrina? Remember, I said what he'd done in the past. Like, if I, if we need that, like, if it rained bread, if we didn't have any food in the stores or something. You thought about what he's done, right? Yeah. You thought about what he's done for you. Mhm. Right. What? <laughs> what is it? You're recording it. I am recording it. But I wanted to remember, so I didn't forget. You said you, what you're when you when you think about God. When yeah. you close your eyes, what you think about God is what you remember what he's done for you, right? Yeah. And then what else did you say? Remember what you said about Clifford? I wanted to, tell, I wanted to remember that one to you. Um, so there's... Um, the old Clifford, right? Yeah, the old Clifford. I didn't like it as much. You so didn't like the old Clifford? No. But then uh, I... I, uh, I prayed that I would have... Um, that there'd be new Cliffords. It was a new Clifford. Yeah, a new Clifford came out. Yeah. After you prayed that it would, right? What well, that's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but then I didn't like it, so I felt like God was telling me to be thankful. To be thankful and to be content, right? Yeah. That's so good, Sabrina. You I know I love you? I realized that. What? And I don't know how I realized that. I don't know. I think God showed you, right? Yeah. And you learned about it in Uptown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I love you. Love you too. My daughter in a two-minute conversation just preached the essence of the gospel-centered life to me. A, mar- a life marked by the gospel will produce humble gratitude. And this is why I love my church. My church is more concerned with kids loving Jesus than kids loving church. If my daughter, by God's grace, continues to think about those things when she thinks about God, she'll never lose her passion for the church. In our desire for relevance and for pragmatic effectiveness, I think we're missing what matters most. We rightly want our kids to love church, yet I think our desires are are oftentimes misguided. What I have found to be the case in my life and in the lives of those who've come through our church over the years is that when we teach our kids to love Jesus, they will invariably love the church. Discipleship isn't a word we talk about enough within kids and youth ministry. This needs to change. It, it has to change. Rather than trying to attract lots of kids each week, let's ask a different question. Let's ask, how can we help our kids see God, see what God has done for them in Christ this week? So what are some practical ways that we can walk this out? How can we work through this in our kids' ministry and as parents? The first thing is this. I think we need to point every story back to Jesus. And when I say that, I say, don't be, don't be a weirdo. 
Don't force Jesus where he doesn't belong. So this, this isn't like saying, hey, the, you know, in the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus was the tree. Jesus wasn't the tree in the story of Zacchaeus. Jesus was Jesus looking up at Zacchaeus. So don't be a weirdo and force him into places where he doesn't belong. But make sure that you tell the larger story uh, and explain to them that the whole, the, what the Bible is about is primarily about God revealing himself to us. So every story, he's doing that in some way. What we have to do is say, how is he? By the power of the Spirit, through the through you looking at the the context of the scriptures, how is God showing us who He is and what He's like in this particular passage? The second thing we have to do is remind them what God has done for them in Christ. Don't just talk to them about sin and the cross once a year. Talk to them about talk to them about the saving, life transforming work of Jesus Christ every week. Every week, look for an opportunity for you to say, "This is what God has done for us in Christ. This is this is who we are. We're dead in our trespasses and our sins." But God, in his grace and his mercy, rescued us for our good and for his glory. Number three is tell them stories of missionaries who gave everything for the gospel. And the reason why I say this is because it's, it's important for them to understand that there are people who are different than, than those who are consumed with tennis shoes and Instagram. There's people that have said, you know what, I'm giving everything to, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Missionaries who are in harm's way because of what they believe. You know, and this is such an important thing for kids to understand. And, and I don't think we do this enough in the modern church. Uh, growing up, we did this a lot more. And one of the ways that we do that with our kids is we tell them the stories of missionaries from our church who are in harm's way and we pray for them daily. Uh, the fourth thing is this, is, is ask them when they think about God, what do they think about? This is scary because it is probably one of the more immediate indications of your discipleship of your children. Who, who have you told your kids God is? How have you shown them what God is like? And the answer that your kids give you will be an indication of that. So prepare, uh, proceed with caution because it's super convicting. Uh, but it's, it's so important because your kids are being formed. They are being discipled. The question is not, are they being discipled? But the question is, to whom or to what are they being discipled? When you think about God, what do you think about? It may not be the most important question, as Lewis said, but I think it is. But I think there's no better gospel diagnostic. Ask your kids this question, but, but, often, but ask yourself first. What do I think when I think about God? To read this blog post in full, and for more blog posts like it, visit samluce.com.